What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80 Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a tribute for Reflection Eternal's debut album, Train of Thought, released October 17th, 2000. And that's Reflection Eternal, Talib Kweli, and DJ High Tech. Right. And yeah, you know, we missed this when we did the, uh, I guess, the 20 years. That would have been, I don't know. Who two years that? ago. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of got caught up. And I've been wanting to do this one for a while. And I actually listened to this album, I think, like once, like last year. And I was like, okay. oh my God, like, I still love this album. It's so great, this, that, and the other. Oh, wow. Um, what I will say, though, is that on this most recent cycle, by the time I got around to like three or four listens, I got a little tired of it, which doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, um, I still think that this is a, this is an important album okay. worth discussing. Um, Talib Kweli is a very polarizing individual. Mm. And nevertheless, though, I do think that uh, he did, he and High Tech contributed a, a quality piece of music, which I think is worth our discussion. So um, any any initial thoughts before we get into this album? I just have no idea why we're talking about this. Really? I, I think that this is, um, you know, I mean, my initial thoughts is, I think that this album sounds like 2000. Okay. Um, I think that I, it almost feels unfair to try to critique an album in this subgenre of hip hop mm-hmm. with 2022 ears. Okay. So I'm I'm kind of curious to get more information about why you wanted to cover this album. Do you think this album is better than Pharaoh Mancha's Internal Affairs? Maybe. Okay. Because I um, think it's there's... substantially better than that album. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the rapping is be- is much better on on the on the Pharaoh Mancha album. That's probably fair. I think that. Feral Monch attempts to canvas more than one topic on okay. that album, which I don't I don't get here. Okay. Um, but you know, I I, I mean I think high tech is 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 great. I you know, I love high tech. I'm a huge high tech fan. So, you know, I I I I understand why we loved this album. Um, but I don't think rapping for the sake of rapping ages well. Mm. Um, and I don't think that Talib Kweli is necessarily a steward for what I would consider like timelessness as a lead character. Okay. Uh, that that second piece I had to consider, mm-hmm. I do think, I will challenge you, I do think that there's quite a lot of subject material, uh, subject matter on here. Okay. Um, but we could discuss that as we get into some of the songs. Yeah. Let me ask, where were you when you first heard this? And then also... We'll, we'll go with that first, but I have some follow-ups yeah. with that, for that as well. Uh, when this came out, I was in Brussels. Okay. Um, I had probably just moved to Brussels like in in like the summer of that year. Mm-hmm. I remember getting this, um, the homie, and I'm not going to say his name, but the homie who was the bootlegger, uh, uh, that, was, that was my guy. I remember him burning me a copy of this CD and, you know, listening to it from front to back and really enjoying it. So okay. How about you? Where were you? So uh, I think I'm entering into my senior year. Yeah, senior year in high school. Um, so, you know, it's Lake Braddock, Northern Virginia. But uh, in terms of the things that I'm listening to, I mean, at this point, I think I've, I've probably like realized that Jay-Z is a good rapper. So I'm starting to get more in, into that lane. I think Outkast, Stanconia. Yep. Um, that comes out around this time. So I'm really yep. feeling that. Um, and that was, and I'm listening to that album at the time when like I've become like an Outkast fan. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm still... I'm still in this lane, right? Yeah. I still like Common. I still yeah. like The Roots. I love Most Def, right? Yeah. And so for 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 to live Kweli to be a part of Black Star, for that album to come out two years prior, and then for Most Def to do his um, for Most Def to do Black on Black Both and Sides, 
1999. And then for Talib Kweli to follow up with this in 2000, I thought was very, very smart, especially because he he teams up with High Tech. Right. That's a, that's a producer that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was very, I thought it was a perfect kind of rollout for, for, for Rockets for, sure. for this brand of, of artist. Um, so that's kind of where I was musically um, and mentally at the time too. Yeah. Let me ask you a follow-up though. Okay. Did you, were you ever a fan of To Live Quality? And try to be honest about this. Yeah, like, were. like okay. but but in the context of Black Star. Okay. Um, and I think the reason why this album, and again, I, I this is gonna sound bad. I don't no, I don't think this album matters anymore. Interesting. Right. Okay. And so um, but but at the time it really did. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, you know, when when he came out as a part of Black Star, it was dope. He was like a great two punch to 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 the most most deaf, who we kind of okay. were already falling in love with. Yeah. Um. And then you know when 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 they roll out this this trilogy of albums, right? With Black Star, Black on Both Sides is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then this album was great. Yeah. And 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 I think to some degree maybe even better than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I mean yeah I mean I was I I, I love I loved this album and I loved not necessarily because of Talib Kweli yeah. but I loved Talib Kweli's contribution to to that trilogy. Okay. Um. Yeah. So because. You thought this album was great, and mm-hmm. I thought this album was great. Is why I think it is still worth discussing. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think it matters anymore? So, Black Star was our introduction to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, like their first album and, from like a commercial standpoint, yeah. right? Right. And so, I mean, because I don't, I don't count UTD or you know whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so we, you know, we're we're introduced to them. We're introduced to their the themes, whether it's brown skin lady, yeah. whether it's definition with these Afrocentric themes, yeah. and and the Brooklyn, 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 yeah, and Brooklyn. you know, which is all of the themes. Be, so, being smart, being educated, reading books, right? We we lo- and yeah. we loved it, right? Yeah. And then most Def takes it a whole mm-hmm. you know step beyond with black on both sides, right? He he, we and we've talked about that. We had a great episode on that. Shout out to Carlos, he was on yeah. there. He was yeah. great as always. Um, so so we don't even have to talk about that. So, you know, I think I think that those those two statement pieces mm-hmm. mattered. They added something to the conversation. Yeah. I, I, if 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 the Reflection Eternal album doesn't happen, let's just let's just let's talk about a world where the Reflection Eternal do, album doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. How does hip hop change? It probably does not. So I see what yeah. you're saying. I mean, it 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 doesn't it didn't contribute anything where there was no statement on this album where where it said something to me that was that was so profound that I need to to revisit it. I see what you're saying. Um, and I think high tech is amazing without this, and I think that Talib Kweli with with um with the Black Star album and with his contributions to other projects has done great things outside of this. And I don't know that I necessarily need to take anything away from this album that I didn't get without. All right, I I totally see your point. Um, I'm gonna come from it, uh, approach it from a different perspective. Okay. So I I disagree about the high tech piece. I think that mm-hmm. the the musical contributions on this album mm-hmm. are important for high tech's catalog. Yeah. Um, especially the blast, which yeah. is crazy because now now that we've we've heard what Dilla says about the blast, it's, it's hilarious. But anyway. 
I, I also think that one of the reasons why this doesn't matter from your perspective is because there was really no follow-up to this. The things that Talib Kweli did after this were a, a large drop-off, in my opinion. Mm. And I think that even high-tech, it's not that he was bad after this, but there was, there was really no relevance. Like, mm. I do believe, at least at the time, I remember how I felt about it at the mm. time, that Talib Kweli and high-tech were very relevant together, mm -hmm. right? And I think that it's important to to, to mention the high tech piece because before we're introduced to Le we're introduced to Talib Kweli through, through with Most Def as well, uh -huh. and we already know that Most Def can shine as a solo artist, for right? Sure. Reflection Eternal is very important for Talib Kweli's uh, musical category because without sure. it, he's kind of nothing. Yeah, that's right. Fair. It's like okay, it's one thing to say that all right, you have a producer behind you but you're still the lead vocalist. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to be like, all right, well, you're kind of like Robin to most as Batman, okay. which he is on on, on Black, Black Star, Star. Yeah. right? This still gives him enough like solo credit or this gives him enough substance where he could be like, look, I'm a solo artist. I'm a good solo, art yeah. solo artist, yeah. right? And I think the fact that there's really no reflection eternal project that follows this up and the fact that where their career trajectories go. You know they did another album. They did, but it was like mm -hmm. 10 years later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that point, like, it's it's irrelevant at that point. Okay. Um, But I think that it's it matters because I I do not like Talib Kweli as, as an artist, mm -hmm. right? Yet I love this album. Mm -hmm. And I really did like Talib Kweli back in the day. Okay. So you, so you really liked him back in the day? Oh, yeah, I, I, I did. Like, I did. Okay. Like, I had... I think it's important... I recognize that he's an artist that I was a fan of and that I do not like now, who I think lyrically and flow-wise and as a rapper, I think is whack, mm -hmm. right? Yet, I did not used to feel that way back in the day. And I yeah. think that me trying to figure out why oh, is important. Oh, so that's why we're talking about this. Okay, well, but, now, but, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's an important you're, conversation. You're, you're, you're trying to come to terms with what was redeemable but about it's, it's him not just about then. me. I think that mm. the hip-hop listener needs to come to terms with this, right? I, do we, though? We, yes, because I can't tell you how many people that even, like, it was after... The one he comes out with, with after this, I think is was a beautiful struggle or whatever. Yeah, that shit was terrible. That shit was bad, right? Yeah. And then that's, but it still had a few redeeming songs on it, right? right. That had like just to yeah. get by, whatever, it had like whatever, right? And I still liked, I still yeah. liked Quali. I was like, it's okay. A lot of these groups aren't, you know, phrenology is okay and mm. New Danger, whatever. Like, people can have like, not every single album needs to be great. I'm a right. Wu Tang fan, right? Uh -huh. Not every single album needs to be great. Okay. Um, but then he comes out with quality. And after that, I was like, no, he's garbage. Yeah. And I remember throughout the rest of my college years, I was like, no, quality is trash. And yet mm -hmm. I'm still having conversations with people, even some of the people mm -hmm. in our in our hip hop chat. Right, they were right. like, well, actually, it wasn't until like five or six albums later when he was like bad. I was like, nah, dude, he was bad right away. Yeah. And I feel like there are segments within hip hop who still treat to live quality as if as if he's a, a bona fide like rap talent, and okay. you even have you even have the voucher from 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 Jay Z when he says lyrically I'd rather be Talib Kweli, right? right? And it's just like that kind of solidifies him as a hip hop talent. It's like no, let's have the conversation as to why he's not, but let's also be respectful of the fact. And let's not be revisionist. I, this album was good. I think you you just want to get the, the, the <laughs> your 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 Talib Kweli whack take off, which is well, which is but, fine. But, but 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 there's actual musical. There's reasons why. 
There's reasons why. Yeah. Uh, and I think but, I think it's going to lead but, to a good discussion. But, but I think we also need to be honest about the fact that, you know, there is a whole subgenre of of hip hop. Yeah. That we embraced mm-hmm. as, as these ruckus backpack nerds yeah. that was rapping about rapping yeah. for the sake of rapping. Right. And Talib Kweli is is he fits squarely in that. Yes. And in that category, he's serviceable, yeah. right? And so like high tech creates these backdrops that are great backdrops for him to serviceably do something that was acceptable back Mm -hmm. then, but at this point is no longer acceptable. I love that you say that because I agree 100%. Because I'm now going to ask myself the same question that I asked you, which Uh was like, you know, did I ever like Talib Kweli? Uh And, And of course I did. Right. And the reason why I liked him is because yes, he's rapping for the sake of rapping, right? So at this mm. point, like you know, I'm tagging, I'm, I'm or right. I'm drawing graffiti rather, right, right. Um, and I, and I'm writing a lot of lyrics, mm-hmm. and and I'm trying to rap this and the other. Professor Outlaw, Ethan I rate best one, whatever. All my little nicknames that I had, mm-hmm. and um, I think that while some of my raps did have a good subject matter. Oftentimes it was rapidy rapidy mm-hmm. battle rap to no one in particular, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that if I'm looking at if I'm listening to rappers at the time, mm-hmm. there's other folks who are kind of doing that, like Black Thought, but I right. can't touch Black Thought. Uh-huh. Talib Kweli is like, like if Talib, Kweli, if Talib Kweli can make it, I can make it, but I still thought he was dope. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, like Talib Kweli is that dude that like, we all wish we could have been in his position, uh-huh. but, it, but it wasn't hate. We weren't jealous of him. We were just mm. like, oh yeah, like I can kind of see myself in, in yeah. Talib. I'm not some gangster. You know what right. I mean? I care about books. I care about studying. I right. care about women. Yeah. This, that, and the other. Right? Like right. I care about blackness and and yeah, finding yeah, yeah. my. You know what I mean? So I could I could I could totally relate to to Liv Kweli. Okay. And if I'm being honest, like I'm not a rapper anymore. Mm-hmm. I have some good verses that I like, but I probably have some verses that were shit. Right. I probably had moments like him where I'm trying to cram all of these lyrics into one bar. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Look, we're going to talk about. Oh, my God. We're going to talk the, about the that. the king of wordiness. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look, Talib Kweli is easily the most inefficient rapper I've ever heard. <laughs> Yo, right? that's a great that's a great way to put it. I n- I've never thought about it. He but is so it's, inefficient. It's, it's, it's like, very dude, true. Dude, look, yeah. I'm going to contrast him with another Brooklyn rapper, the best, Biggie, okay. right? No wasted words ever. No yeah. wasted beats. No yeah. wasted breath. Everything, like, there's nothing in there that just doesn't need to be in there. Right. And I'm like, if you need to over-explain your raps, yeah. it's probably not a good look. Yeah. I did not understand that at the time. Huh. I understand it now. I feel like I understood it. But back to one of your earlier points. Like, I think you do make a great point that, you know, I mean... This is back in the day. I'm disaster. Yeah. I'm a battle rapper. I'm battling anybody. I can I'm, I'm, I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking down this. I, it's, I mean, there's like literally. I, I, I wish we had camera phones back then because like <laughs> we used to like walk to other people's blocks and try to find people to battle. Yeah. Um. And in, in high school, we would after the basketball games, we would we would go try to find the MCs from the other school and battle yeah. them. Like it, like that was a thing. So, you know, writing your raps. To nobody in particular yes, yes. about these whack MCs <laughs> and what you're gonna do to them was exactly. like a thing. It, yeah, it mattered, right? Yeah. But like, when you remove that context, this shit doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And so I probably have notebooks and notebooks mm-hmm. and notebooks of rhymes that don't you. fucking matter. And this shit is that exactly. And it's like cool, bro. Like you're gonna you're gonna eat these whack MCs yeah. like lunch or whatever. Cool, but like it doesn't matter. 
And I think that the thing with Talib, which which is such a special case, is because there are other MCs who we've talked about recently, like uh-huh. Planet Asia, whatever, who are better at this than Talib Kweli. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yet there was still something about Talib Kweli that even though he wasn't a star, mm. he was somebody. Yeah. Like worth talking about. Yeah. Worth caring about. Worth like paying attention to. Yeah. Um, And that is, and yet the fact that like, when we actually really understand this and break it apart, he's like, mm. he's actually kind of not great at this. Yeah. It makes it worth discussing. That's okay, that's that's totally fair. And it's it's interesting, right? Because it's like, it's like he, I, I can't even call him a system player because yeah. he's not even great at the system. But it's like, he, you know, he comes, he he rides in and and, and no diss to you, Taleb. Like, I feel like it sounds like we're dissing you. Well, I'm not I don't really him. care because of, but, cause of but, whatever. But he kind of rides in on most of coattails, right? Yeah. And then he becomes a part of the ruckus movement. Yeah. And the ruckus movement, as we talked about sound bombing, we waxed yeah. poetic for two hours about that. Like, we loved all of that. Yeah. And he he fit in yeah. that. So it's like, okay, cool. You're like... You came in with the best team, you know. Yeah. If you're if you're Luke Longley, but you're on the, you know, you're on the '98 Bulls, like, cool, you're you're here. We're yeah. we're gonna rock with you because you're with the best team, and so like you're right. Like we we kind of we always knew that he was wordy as fuck, yeah, and that he had like some of the corniest punchlines sometimes. Oh, we gonna and, talk about that. But but at the same time, like he was still with the best team, so it was yeah. cool. So all right. Critical reception to this album, though. I mean, we've already kind of hinted at it. It was good. Yeah. I think that if you look on here, mm-hmm. um, it probably averages out to at least a four out of five. Yeah, it's, it's generally a four out of five. But I think that, you know, probably four and a half out of five. Like, I I think back in yeah. the day, I rated this as a B plus or like an A minus. I think yeah. now, though, I'd actually even rate this as a strong A minus. Really? Um, yeah, because I we'll get into my highlights about okay. why. Mm-hmm. Um, But it I do think that, like, it has aged well. Like, so for example, okay. um, Eternal Affairs, right? I don't mm-hmm. think that album has aged very well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's dark and as hell is hot. I don't think that al- album has aged very well. I right. think that this album has aged much better than projects like that. Projects that were probably even okay. better reviewed at the time. Okay. Right? Um, so I, you know, I think the critical reception of this album um, was good. It, it yeah. probably, I think it, it doesn't shine because Black Star is probably at least a more memorable album. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, black on both yeah. sides is a classic, right? Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, like I think that we need, you know, we've already given respect to this album, and That's at least fair. in terms of it, it, it being good. And it's interesting when you then go back to the trio of albums that we're yeah. talking about, right? Because if I really, if I'm really honest, the production here might be better than the production on Black Star. It, I, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy when you think yeah. about it, because Black Star's too many. Each of these three albums are classic. Yeah. Right. So that's interesting because that's the one that kicks it off. Yeah. But um, I, I, you know, when we go back to the critical reception, uh, I looked at the wiki and there was there was a one quote that really like perfectly succinctly said it to me. So it says Noah Callahan Beaver of the Vibe, okay, shared a similar sentiment, writing, "Reflection Eternal's greatest weakness is Quali's excessive preaching about the state of hip hop." Yeah. But at least he cares. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that, that's the perfect descriptor yeah. of like what this album is. That stood out to me too when I read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into um, some overarching highlights. If you had them, I want you to start. Cool. My my biggest overarching highlight is high tech. Obviously, um, you know I I love high tech, and I've always yeah. loved high tech. And and so, to comment on something that you said earlier, right? After this album, Quali's output declines significantly right right? and part of it is because of the fact that they don't continue recording Mm -hmm. as reflection eternal i agree 
Um, but High Text does not actually. Yeah. And you know, we talked about the documentary. Um, he had he had a, a one or two great beats on um, on the, the the games album. Yeah. He he contributed he did, uh, great. Did he did uh, get in my car. Bitch, yeah, that shit is crazy. Yo, he, he has great productions. <laughs> he, did, from it. he did. So he, he did. you know, I, I think I, I mentioned it back then, but like he signs this deal as like an underproducer for like Dre yeah. and like in like this like Snoop Dogg, like doggy mm-hmm. style camp. And so he's making beats most that mostly land on West Coast artists' mm-hmm. um, albums. So maybe from the perspective of like an East Coaster, it would have seemed like his production, you know, fell off after yeah. this. But while Talib might have fallen off, High Tech was still making great shit. Mm-hmm. And like he made, you know, um, after the High Technology joint, that he did two more. He did uh, Volume Two and Volume Three. Right. I talked about possibly doing Volume Two on the on the on the podcast because we'll I thought to, Volume we'll Two was, that, yeah. was good. Um, it had it's the one that had Josephine on it before it was placed on a on a, a Ghostface. Put you up and make it a classic. What's your what's your initial take? Maybe it'll put you up. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah. So so you know, I think High Tech was 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 great uh, on this album, and I think he's the the highlight of highlights for me. Okay. Um, next I would say features. Okay. Um, I think the features, you know, for the most part, they did their thing. I they, agree. They, they killed it. And then um, the last kind of highlight I would say, and it becomes a, a bit of a low light later, but like sequencing at least for the first half of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like really really well sequenced, and there's a great run at the beginning of the album. Okay. So, how about you? So, I agree with the features. I agree with sequencing. Actually, I'm going to say sequencing throughout. Okay. Um, cuz I like pretty much most of this album top top to bottom. Okay. Um, I like the packaging of the album. So, mm. I, I brought it here. Yeah. And you know, even though like the art itself, this looks like Talib Kweli. I mm-hmm. you can't tell one way or the other if this looks like high tech. But like the the feeling of the art and what it's supposed to like, how it, how it coincides with like, I guess like the themes of of the album. Uh-huh. Um, it feels very much like, oh, we care about like the art of, of right, what we're doing, right? right? Um, I'm gonna say to piggyback on the the high tech point because mm-hmm. he's obviously a highlight. Um, the consistent palettes, yes, but also the consistent themes. I do think there's actually a lot of subject matter on here. Yes, okay. you have that the the battle rap stuff, but he's mm-hmm. he is like approaching conscious subjects and and talking about them what is um, conscious you know what i mean like he yeah no no but with the, the, with the, I'm, I'm i'm asking and maybe this is like a whole separate podcast episode right but like back in the day we used to say conscious yeah, right sure. and and you know when we haven't gone to our, our low lights yet but one of my low lights is revolutionary themes that aren't actually revolutionary we had this whole idea of conscious and so we have these these artists that that say like I'm black and we're black mm-hmm. and we got it we got to keep we got to keep it alive y'all yeah. we got to we got to do it for us y'all and it's like yeah. do what like what like what are you really doing I felt more of that on commons like water for chocolate than I do here okay right I felt like there was a lot of like conscious revolutionary like like the um where were you i didn't didn't really get that where were you the day hip-hop died is it too early to mourn like nigga shut the fuck up like what are we talking about i don't know i just felt like a lot of that was really heavy-handed and preachy and it didn't really accomplish much to me the other thing i'm going to say is talib kwali as a songwriter is a highlight yes oh because while i have a problem with him lyrically in his wordiness and his flow i actually think that him coming together with high tech some of like the hooks and some of the song structures on here and obviously we're going to credit a lot of that for high tech and i think right, rightfully right, right. so 
But I think Talib Kweli has has a stake in that. Okay. Um, and I have to give him props because, yeah, like I think that when it comes to a lot of these like wordy rappers mm-hmm. who try to put songs together, they're mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. I think he put songs together well here, okay. and I have to respect that. Okay, that's fair. Um, so that's that to me is a is a is a, is an overarching highlight. That's what's up. Um, overarching lowlights. Obviously, the biggest one is probably you're just gonna say Talib Kweli in general, right? Um, so I have. Yeah, Talib Kweli, but I have like he's wordy, preachy, yeah. and boring on many of the tracks. Yeah. Um, look, I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out of the way now. When we talked about how he's inefficient, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do something. It's a bit whatever. Just bear with me, right? Okay. So you know how like how the beats go in 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 a song, mm-hmm. right? So generally speaking, like um, I think what four beats is one bar. Mm-hmm. So sixteen is like a, is like an entire phrase. So you can have like four bars and within 16 beats, right? Mm-hmm. So if we go one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's two bars. Mm-hmm. And I think that with a lot of rappers who actually know how to flow, mm-hmm. they know how to fl- they know how to like flow on the one, two, three, four, all the beats. Mm-hmm. Talib Kweli tries to fit as many words as he can. Mm-hmm. In one bar, yes. without caring about all the other beats, <laughs> and like half the time, or a lot of the time, he doesn't even come back when it hits to the five. Right, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. still going, and he's trying to like. There's some songs in particular where I'm like, "Why are you saying all this extra extra stuff? Why are you over explaining this stuff? You don't right. have to just but flow." When when I was a kid, my mom used to say, "If you have to explain the joke, it's not funny." Yeah, and I feel like that just defines like Talib Kweli as a rapper. Yeah, like he's constantly, but but he's <laughs> like, Talib is worse. Cause it's Talib like, is worse, yeah. Cause he's like, he's explaining to you why it is that you need to listen to what he's saying. And yeah. it's like, bro, like just say it. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Um, but I just want to, I just want to get that out of the way now because we're probably going to reference that point yeah. on several of these songs. For sure. So uh, let's just actually do a, a track for track. We so can... I didn't get my low lights in. Can I? Can oh, I get, I'm sorry. Go I... ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, so good. Go ahead. Corny punchlines. Yeah. Revolutionary themes that are not actually revolutionary. Right. Length. Uh, okay. I think the album is too long, and the second right. half of the album kind of starts to stall for me. I got you. Yeah. So that's okay. Cool. Um, I did my overarching low lights, right? Yeah. You. You. Well, we just talked about Talib. I don't know if you have more. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's just do this real quick. Uh, track for track, and if okay. if his song is worth brushing over, we'll just brush over it, okay. right? So right off the top, we had the intro, um, experience dedication. Uh, this is a highlight for me. Okay, why? Because because Dave Chappelle's on it. Well, first of all, yes, Dave Chappelle doing ne- Nelson, Nelson Mandela, Mandela, I thought was I thought it was a re- actually a really good impression. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, his his impressions are are great. His uh, it's a really good impression. It's hilarious what he's saying, and like the um. The pace of which he's speaking is very, is very, very Mandela. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. But honestly, yeah. though, I think that uh, the the beat on here is incredible, and I like that Talib Kweli is like, it's kind of like a spoken word, but it's actually kind of on beat. He's probably more mm. on beat here, <laughs> not rapping, than he is on other songs where he actually is trying to rap. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I have to give a prop. Like it's it's a really good start to the album for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's a highlight for me. Any okay. any other thoughts there? Nah, yeah, that's fine. So uh move something. Highlight, low light, meh. It was it was it was definitely a highlight for me back then. It certainly was. Now it's like it's cool. Like I, I get why I liked it. So I think that it's a strong start to the album. Mm-hmm. Um I mm-hmm. think the beat on here is still kind of bananas. Yeah. Um 
I think that Talib Kweli, his... <sighs> All right, look, I'm just going to say this. Uh-huh. To be continued. Let's see what's next up on the menu run up in you. Lyrics to be fucking with you in the mental. Pick any mental. Instra, Detra, Funda, Dentra, <laughs> extra, extra large like the borough of Brooklyn. Residential. Ex- what? what the fuck are you talking about? Yes. Yo, he says, he says, we y'all catch bodies. We catch excellent cadavers. That's that's a terrible bar, dog. What the fuck are you talking about? What is an excellent cadaver? That shit is mad corny. And here's it's the thing. Though, here's, fuck. The, here's what I will say. Here's what I'll say. I definitely loved this song back in the day because uh-huh. I know the lyrics. Right. I clearly know the lyrics. Yeah. I'm still still rapping along. But man, thinking about this shit now is like, oh my God. Yo, this shit is corny as fuck. My man said, I call these cats Reynolds because they plastic wrap. <laughs> Bro, shut the fuck up. That's why, That's I why when about. I was listening to this, I was like, why is Outlaw making me listen to because, this shit again? Because that hook is actually kind of dope. Right? It's cool. I love and I love the 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 the, the female vocal feature on there. I mm-hmm. love how Ooh, like something. she says Ooh, something, something while only pronouncing one consonant, which something. is the S. Something. Something. Ooh, something. something. I love it. I like, I love it. I love I like it. her voice. It's like, yes, it's like that sexy. shit is great. That shit um, is great. But I I think what I did like about this is you know and 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 again this is a bit kind of understated by this right like so we we kind of talked in a negative about the kind of rapping like like you're battle rapping an opponent mm-hmm. but there's no opponent yeah. right. But the other thing that these kind of hip hop for the sake of hip hop like albums and themes do is kind of like address like the live element of what hip hop was, yeah, right? And yeah. MCing and, and everything. And yeah. I think that there are actually some great kind of MCing live uh, hooks and themes here. Mm-hmm. And I think Move Something is one of them. Yeah. I think This Means You is one of them. Like there's multiple yeah. records that have that like traditional MC, move the crowd, rock the mic type of a, a, a thing. And, and I like that about this thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, just real quick, before we go on to the, the next one, mm-hmm. is that I'm not actually convinced that there's any live instrumentation in this production here. Oh, okay. I'm not convinced, yet it still sounds amazing to me. Yeah, no, High Tech to me does it, an excellent job of, of creating like what you're, what you're talking yeah. about, where it sounds like there's a bunch of live instrumentation, but he's doing that all with samples. I, yeah, and I'm not sure if he is. It just yeah. sounds... I'm not sure. Yeah. Nevertheless, I, th- I think the beat is incredible. Yeah. Um, some kind of wonderful. Highlight, low light. I don't care about this song. I don't necessarily care about it either, but yeah. what I will say is that the sequencing of it is great. I think that it feels like this is definitely a rapidity rap song. Yes. And it belongs where it does. So I yeah. have to give them props for the ordering where they sequence this song. The thing that made me laugh about this the most is when I went to look at the wiki, it said that the first single on this album was some some kind of wonderful. Sense. And I'm just like, Talib Kweli definitely made that decision. Like yeah. he was like, this is this is the one that's gonna get them, y'all. Like first single, yeah. Nah. Um, yeah. the other thing that I wrote, and I stopped doing this after track three, that's but funny. like, like, like the corny bars that stuck out to me, I just put like one down for like each song. This one I have, thinking you're gonna blow when you continue to suck. Yeah, that was bad, bro. What are we talking about? Yeah, that's a bad one. Yo, there, there's there's at least one like that, like. Me, me and my homies uh, in New Money, we call them groaners. Yeah. Like when somebody, <laughs> yeah. when somebody has a bar that they think is ill and you just like, oh, like you yeah, hear the shit and you just, you just like palm your forehead like, I, why? I, I didn't care about that line as much back in the day. Uh, listening to it now, I was like, oh God. So oh God. Weird. So we go into the blast and this is obviously a highlight for you. Highlight of highlights. I love this song more than you do. Well, so I didn't love this song back in the day. I definitely yeah. like it more oh, now. So um, I always res- I always appreciated the fact that it was a single and it was on the radio. I was happy for that. Yeah. Um, one thing I do- one thing that drives me nuts about this song 
which is actually the reason why they even record this song, is like at the beginning she says like Talib Chiqui. Queen. It's like there's no there's no H in his name. <laughs> you know, the 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 K, there's only one K. Yeah. Why what Talib Chiqui? What what are we talking about? Bro, like it's not that difficult. Bro, Vinny and Mohika can do no wrong. So her, her voice sounds sexy. Oh, that was Vinny and Mohika? And she, yeah, and she can pronounce <laughs> my name wrong anytime she wants to. It's love. Her voice is sexy. Um <laughs> But this is that this is definitely a retrospective highlight for me. Uh, yeah. The beat has aged incredibly well. It's yes. incredible. Yes. Um, and that's, that's that um that heat wave sample that I was telling you about, yeah. where like yeah. they take like a live recording of I think it's Boogie Nights by Heat Wave, mm. and then like do this crazy sweep out low pass filter and turn it into that beat. When you hear the original and you hear what they did with it, it's amazing. Like yeah. like high tech is a genius, and Dilla you hating. Like you, you're right, Dilla. He probably he probably stole your shit, but he did such an Look, excellent if, job if, of if, doing if, it. If, yo. if you can still put your own signature on things, hey, it, this, it works this for beat me. is amazing. Um, the crazy thing about this song though is that I think this is the last song that they recorded, and really? they made it into a single, and this was the biggest single from yes, the album. Yes, and the whole purpose behind this song was to help people know how to pronounce Talib Kweli's name. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I never heard that. I just, I read that. That's dope. Today. I uh, I love this. I love Vinya Mojica on it. I love the the hook. Okay. I love, I'm on a track like Flojo, but you ain't you even know, know I have Flojo. Like, look, oh look. shit, I took a rap too, shit. So yeah, so here's the funniest, here's the funniest <laughs> thing about, about this song, right? Is that I remember mm -hmm. back in the day, obviously like, Talib Kweli was supposed to be like the standout vocal talent from this group, right? right? And I remember I was I was uh, asking one of my friends who didn't really listen to this kind of music, but he was into hip hop, mm -hmm. um, the stuff on the radio, Jay Z, whatever, Redman, mm -hmm. and uh, DMX. And um, I asked him, I was like, "Oh, you know, Reflection Eternal." He's like, "Nah." I was like, "Well, you know that song, The Blast." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I like that song, The Blast." Um, that that second dude, like, he's nice. I don't know about the first cat, but the second dude is nice. Yeah, yeah. And I was. You know, at first I kind of used to think it was disrespectful, but now, like throughout the years, I just I just find it hilarious. Yeah, that like the dude who's not even supposed <laughs> the guy to be who rapping, has one verse on yeah, in his whole career is, is like than that's the, the dude that like the people who don't care about this kind of rap, this kind of music, like that's the one that they like. I just yeah, think that's hilarious. That's mad funny, but I but I do think that high tech actually riffs this shit though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next we have uh, this means you uh, yeah. highlight. This is a highlight. It's definitely a and, highlight for me. And I think back in the day, I would have probably even called it my highlight of highlights. Really? You know I love strings, yeah. string samples, string arrangements. I told you I played the violin when I was in elementary school. So I, I love that sound. Mm -hmm. And I love most deaf. Like, this is so, the Black Star appearance. This so, is definitely... There's a lot of charisma on this track. Yeah. Um, to Live Quali is is great alongside most deaf on this track. Yeah. I think there's a lot of layers to the beat itself, which mm -hmm. you got to give uh, high tech credit for. Like right. listening to it now, it's like wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance here. But also, I love like the song arrangement, right? Like mm -hmm. even the idea that after the hook, you had this little break, and they're like, all right, yeah, 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 um, like yeah. things like that make you just be able to sit and enjoy your song. Right, and that's right, what right. I'm saying. There's a lot of little elements about uh, that in this album, and this is one of them. Yeah. This is definitely one of my highlights for real. Good point. And, and and this is, you know, back to my move something point, right? Like, this is one of those, like, live performance type of, yeah. of records in terms of how it's arranged. For sure. And most stuff is most stuff. So. Most stuff is most stuff. Yeah. Uh, Too Late. Yeah. Okay. Highlight. Uh, this is definitely a highlight for me. Yeah, yeah. I have to say... Uh, I, this is one of the ones where, like, I just had on repeat at one point. Okay. This is one of the prettiest hip hop beats I think I've ever heard. The beat is amazing. Yeah. This is this is like to me, some shit that like, 
if I have to define what high tech sound is, yeah. like this is like a like a high tech standout. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like I could only hear him as a producer, maybe focus. Like those are probably the yeah. only two producers I could think of that could make a beat like this or would. I, I mean, the, the the thing that's so amazing about this beat is that like if you really think about it, like. Like all right, you're sitting down and you're laying a beat, right? And of course, I was like, all right, I have my, I have my bones, I got my, I got my drums, I got my bassline, whatever, and I'm gonna add different instruments. And then it's like, oh, I need some, I need some atmospheric sound, so I add some mm -hmm. other things, right? Like mm -hmm. that's not really what's going on here, in my opinion. I think mm -hmm. that he's really got like he's got one song in mind, but while he's making that song, he's visualizing like literally like three different elements, mm -hmm. three different, three like specific songs within one, mm -hmm. like. If I like there's it's just so easy to just yeah. like visualize and maybe this is my, my synesthetic yeah. side coming out, right? But like uh -huh. visualize like what the like the like I don't know if it's like a whistle or that flute or whatever that mm -hmm. is, and then plus mm -hmm. like with the vocal in the background. Yeah. And then like that, it's kind of like a drum. Do, 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 do. Yeah, like that's all I mean. that all that building into there is just an yeah. amazing, amazing tapestry of music. For sure. And that's what I'll say about high tech, right? As a producer. I think he's really, really good at using instruments percussively. Mm -hmm. And so you'll hear like some of his beats where like he'll use like a guitar, but yeah. percussively. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, you know, or a sample percussively. And here, whatever that, like the way that joint rides is just insane. The other um, thing too, I look, I like that hook. And I know that you think it might be corny, but I think that in the year 2000 to ask the question where were you the day hip-hop died is it too early to mourn is it too late to ride i actually think it's a i think it's a good question huh all right so you know this maybe is the time frame where and this this predates nas saying mm -hmm. that hip-hop is dead right yeah. but like this is that time frame where it was just like these whack mcs are killing hip-hop get off my lawn mm -hmm. like and you know like I'm sorry, that whole, to me, that whole subject matter is played out. Um, I think that this song sounds amazing. The beat is great. Rez sounds great. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm I'm cool with like the like where were you the day hip hop died? It's like cool, but I don't know. I just I think that the subject matter is corny. But preachy. I, that might be fair, but yeah. I think the way he words the question is very um is very good because you mean, is it too early to mourn? Is it too early to mourn? Is, is it, it too, too late, late to, to ride? ride? Because it, it asks the questions like, well, is hip hop dead? You know, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it is too early. Maybe it hasn't died yet, or maybe it's too late, and maybe we're whatever. Like, uh, I think it it okay, poses it poses something for you to think about. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's I think that's good. Yeah. So that's fair. That the, the the those two questions together is is uh, I guess is is an interesting exploration of to me what feels like a very played out concept maybe in, in 2022 maybe. But I I yeah. I just thought it was very cleverly posed. Yeah. Yes. Um. So memories live. Uh. Highlight. Low light. Yeah. Still highlight. Highlight. This is, this is my run. So. Yeah. Highlight for me. Um. Yeah. I love the sequencing. I like the energy mm -hmm. of this. Um, the vocal sample is really good, uh, yes. bringing back sweet memories. Although yeah. I, at the time, I think it was, I, I thought she was saying sweet music, but sweet memories. Uh, yeah, sweet memory. Um, the other thing too is that like, uh, you know, he's talking about something on exactly. here. Exactly. Right? He's, he's yeah. talking about like his experiences and being a man and growing up. And like, it resonated with me because my parents got, were, got split up, I think in my junior year yeah my junior year is my when my parents split up mm -hmm. so when he says the line about like sometimes like 
it felt like my parents stayed together for the sake of the children. Right, I right. love them for that. Like I, I felt that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not to get not to get too personal, but once I understood, like once I fully understood what the concept of divorce was, mm-hmm. when I was ten years old, I was like, oh yeah, my parents are getting divorced. Um, like I knew that. I just knew it. And they um, they stayed they stayed together for like another seven or eight years uh-huh. for us. You yeah, know, my brother yeah, went out yeah. to college and like what well, Andrew's old enough, so whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, just like hearing him go through his his yeah. spiel, his personal spiel. Talking about like you know his experiences with his son and watching his son put his sentences together. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I I just really felt it. So I could, I felt yeah. like I could really connect with Talib on this. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, I said um, you know I don't usually like these back in the days records. Yeah. Um, and it starts as like a back in the days type of thing. The beat is captivating enough that I that it draws me in. Yeah. And then he starts to canvas like very personal material, mm-hmm. and I'm like okay. He's not just talking about whack MCs and yeah. revolution. He's actually telling me something about himself. And I feel like this is one of the few records that I really felt like I connected with the artist. So yeah. like, I, I really like it for that reason too. And then it flows into Africa Dream. Mm-hmm. And I love how it flows. It's like, uh, yeah. next time you know, you hear us, we'll be basking in Africa sun. Like, what? Then you hear the waters mm-hmm. rushing up on the shore. They're probably in Ghana or something like that. <laughs> and then you have Weldon Urban coming in with his great percussive right. stuff. Right. Um, and then it hits like that, that, that piano. Mm-hmm. But the keys that it hits sounds very, very like old school reminiscent of just whatever like you know black love energy that they have <laughs> and then he spits the proverb you know yeah. like if you can talk you can sing if you can walk you can dance mm-hmm. i remember um so this album comes out in 2000 so my brother was away at college at this point mm-hmm. and he came back and this is one of the records that i played for my brother uh-huh. and when the song came like he loved everything about it and in fact he loved that proverb so much that you know how, how we all used to have like AOL as a messenger or whatever. We uh, had our profiles. You just like put little things in your profile, like your away message. Mm-hmm. Like that's what his was. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, is this an old Zim- is it Zimbabwe pro- proverb, right? I don't know what country it's from. Whichever proverb it was, like mm-hmm. he used to have that, and I mm-hmm. and I still remember that. Um, yeah, that's dope. I was I was telling him about the story. He's like, oh shit, I forgot. I completely forgot I did that, but he remembers now. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, the way that this transitions from. Um, uh, memories, memories live. memories live to African mm-hmm. dream. I just, yeah. I just absolutely love it. I so. agree, I agree, and I almost it's gonna sound bad, and it's not a diss, but I almost wish that it cut off after the the musical part. Yeah, because then, then when, once it kids cuts and he starts rapping, yeah. and and I don't, I don't hate it. I actually Stop think the mashed potatoes. <laughs> but he has, he has. So one of the, to me, one of the best bars on this joint is um. These cats drink champagne and toast to death and pain like slaves on a ship talking about who got the flyest chain. Yeah. I feel like that's like a like a good bar for 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 Talib, right? Yeah. Like like, like what he's trying to say. Yeah. Um so I so I, I think even though I don't know why he did a 24 bar verse on here, yeah. um, I think it was cool. Like, but I I just think that like he could have cut it off after the But this is also the one where he says, like, we're in a constant battle, battle, whatever. And it's mm. arrow, arrow. And this is this is the one that made me think about like. I'm like, do you not like count how many words you're saying right now? Like, this is very, this is very, very just like wordy and inefficient. Yes, it's like, why yes. are you, you don't need to pack all these words in here. Like, yeah. I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm like, you know, I probably could have rephrased that to say that in like seven words when you use 15. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, And it's almost like he does it on purpose. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. cool, bro. <laughs> so I feel like this, 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 this song has almost like three movements. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, 
didn't entirely feel like I needed the second one, yeah. but I really didn't feel like I needed the third. So yeah. the first is that beautiful part mm-hmm. that you're talking about with Weldon Irvin. Yeah. And then um, it goes to the part where he starts rapping. Yeah. He does a 24 bar verse, which is fine. Yeah. But then at the very end, they have like the like the scratching, like it's like a DJ oh, scratching yeah. and stuff. I, I didn't need that. Like you could have cut it like a minute early and I think mm-hmm. I would have liked the song better. Personally. Got you, got you. Um, so next we go into almost kind of like an act two of the album a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Down for the Count featuring Rod Digg and Exhibit. How mm-hmm. you feel about the song? It was a highlight for me back in the day. I don't love it as much as I do I okay. did back then, but but I like it. <laughs> so it was a highlight for me back in the day. Yeah. Um, fucking Rod Digger is incredible, yo. Yes, you know. She sounds so good on here. Putting heads to bed like Hennessy mm-hmm. and Nyquil. Her flow, her whole flow is just is just <laughs> bomb on this joint. Yeah, so I like it. She, you know. To live quality is whatever. Uh, exhibit is fine too. It's yeah. not his best. It's 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 good, serviceable. Yeah. But you for know, me, I loved I loved Exhibit, especially yeah. in this time frame. So I was excited to see him on the on the track list. But the the fact that they started off with Rod Digger to me is just like that's the that's the highlight for me for this yeah. song is Rod Digger. I also think something that's dope is um it it, it was a, a a blast from the past for me. Um, Lennox Lewis was the champion yeah. at the time, and so they started with heavy right. It started with Lennox Lewis his, with his British ass. And then you know, and then it goes into the the down for the count with the with the the one, one two, two three, three, yeah, four, yeah, like the the count like the boxing count, and then it's like it's a posse cut. Yeah. So you know, it's just I mean, this is like this is like a perfect like kind of hip hop posse yeah. cut in this time frame. So I liked it. All right, name of the game. This is gonna be a low light for you. It's not a low light. I just interesting. I just it's a mid light. I don't I actually don't have any track low lights on here. So this is a yeah. retrospective highlight, and I'm gonna tell okay. you why. Um, there are songs where To Live Quali actually flows well. There's one later, there's there's a song later in the in the album where he actually has a good flow. Mm-hmm. But this is like To Live Quali's like quintessential flow. Mm-hmm. And this I think is the only beat where his flow actually works. <laughs> right? Where, where that... this style, where this style actually works. Really? Right? I, I think I think his flow works well with this beat. Man, this this joint was just I got I started to get really bored. Oh, um, oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's this fair. Is boring to me. Look, look, <laughs> look. It's just it's 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 kind of like a it's kind of like a retrospective highlight from like a nerdy perspective, not mm. from an actual just just because like I said, like mm-hmm. this beat isn't necessarily something that I would normally like gravitate towards. Yeah. Although I do think that there's some layers that uh, high tech adds mm. as the song progresses. Oh. But I think that like the constant like I think it just it helps his mm. flow on this. So it's kind I of I feel like I learned when this when this record came on that high tech was carrying him. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, like if the beat doesn't captivate me right away, I get bored. Yeah. Oh, well, that's so. that's a very good point. But he puts yeah. baby tone at the end. That's gotta be a highlight for you. Oh, I didn't. I don't even think I got baby the tone. tone. Yeah. I, I didn't even know tone was on there. Because he did. Because yeah. he didn't listen. To I didn't listen that, that far. But I, you know, I love tone though. That's my dude. He's he skips right to to ghetto afterlife featuring Cool G rap highlight. Highlight man. Highlight. I, you know I love Cool G rap yeah. and this beat. The, the, I've tried to sample this same sample. I love that. So you think that I'm mm-hmm. a fool? I love that sample. Um, and then Cool G Rap is Cool G Rap. Like, I love this joint. Quali has a subject matter on here, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, cool on here. It's, it's supposed to be kind of like a hardcore rap song. Cool G yeah. Rap can actually take this approach. Yeah. Quali can't. So then yeah. he flips around, he's like, well, the, the, the colonizers, they're the real thugs. Like, yeah, yeah, Puts yeah. that on there as well. One of the things I love too, and this is one of my little nerdy moments, is that like, there's a DJ scratch mm-hmm. in this song, right? Now, who is the king of like, DJ scratching hooks? Right? Premiere. Premiere, right? Uh-huh. Now he's not scratching on here, but his voice 
is scratched in here. Uh, okay. So that's his voice on like the second verse, on like on the second hook. Uh, like yeah. that's his voice is scratched in. I just thought that was kind of uh, cool. Okay, yeah. Do you yeah. know who who does the scratches? I'm I'm assuming it's high tech. Okay. Yeah. Does does high tech? I don't think. Why he, not? I don't think it's he, he DJ does. High Tech. Yeah. It's DJ High Tech. Reflex. Yeah. How can you you can't put DJ in your name if you don't DJ? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm assuming it's high. I'm assuming yeah, it's high tech. Maybe. Nevertheless, but, uh, that's that's Premier's voice. I thought that was cool. That's dope. Uh, what are the? This is like a funny tangential story, uh-huh. and I and I I didn't even remember it until I was I was listening to the album, and I was like, yo. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I I I discovered Cool G Rap. I learned about Cool G Rap when I was in elementary school. Yeah. And I'm I was living in California. I guess I must have been in middle school. I was living in California, um, and we used to go back to Chicago in the summers sometimes. Yeah. So um, I was in Chicago for the summer. My my grandmother thought that I joined a gang. She she thought I joined the she, the GDs were were in our neighborhood. So I think she thought I joined the GDs mm. because she had this she had this computer right, and she would you know do her like work and stuff on the computer. Yeah. But we as kids we downloaded some games so that when we were stuck in the house we could play these games. Of course. So she had this game that was like a spaceship game or something like that. And so um, so I would sit when I was stuck in the house and I would play this game and I would and I was winning so when you know when you win like you could put your name in you know what Ah. I mean like you like you had the record like the high score yeah so I had like the high score high score high score so at the time I had just learned about cool g rap yeah and I thought it was cool how he spelled his name yeah so every time I would win I would put cool g (laughs) k-o-o-l-g as my like name right so my grandmother comes home and I guess she has to like work on something mm. on the computer. She goes on the computer and she sees like these records like Cool G, Cool G, Cool G. So for whatever reason, she thought that meant that I joined a gang. Uh. So she comes home like with this, she like, she's, she got the belt. She's ready to whoop my ass. Yo, so she starts whooping my ass, right? So she's like, yo, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's Cool G? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Who's Cool G? Who's Cool G? You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting my ass whipped trying to figure out what, what's going on. So she's like, yeah, I saw the whatever, whatever. You know, we, we don't have no gang members in our house, whatever, whatever. And she <laughs> beat my ass just because she saw Cool G. And so I, when I saw Cool G Rap's name in this, these credits, it reminded me of this moment where my grandmother, and like, I mean, she was like crying because she really thought I had wow. joined the gang. And it was like, just I just saw Cool G Rap's name and thought it was cool. We're gonna have to do a Coogee rap album at some point. I'm just not sure which one we could do. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of his joints are on streaming either. Interesting. Yeah, I have a few on CD though. But yeah, Cool G, man, I love Cool G rap. All right, so next we have like a little interlude on my way featuring um, Vinny Mojica. I yeah. think there's Vinny some Mojica other artists that are credited. Phoenix. Yeah, there's some other yeah. artists that are credited on the Wikipedia, but um, I think I, Vinny Mojica is the main one. I think Vinny Mojica does the song part, and I think Ty Phoenix does the the spoken part. Oh, the woman, woman's the, voice. The, oh, okay. Yeah, because oh. she's a, she's a female rapper. Got you, got yeah, you, got she's you. She's dope too. I don't know why she didn't have an like, an actual verse. Um, I love this interlude, especially as it kind of sets up Les Nubians. Yeah. Um, so I love this sequence going from on my way, love language to love speakeasy. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about Love Language featuring Le Nubian? How do you feel about it? I don't care. Interesting. It's to me. I, I, I love I, this song back in the day. Yeah, There's a lot of people did. And, I still and, like it. And I think it's interesting because I, I think it's some of the better subject matter on the mm-hmm. on the album. Like, like this perspective, especially as I've grown, mm-hmm. 
is at, like I agree with it more and more. Like I'm like, yeah. yo, we as men and women talk past each other. Like niggas we, say bitches is tripe, bitches say niggas is. We just don't understand our fundamental differences. That's yeah. a bar, yo. Yeah, yeah. So like, like what he's saying on here to me might be like the best subject matter on the whole album, but the song's kind of boring to me. I, I, I love it. I love. I respect Le Nubian as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just this. Like if it was a song itself. It might be, it might not be a highlight, but because yeah. it's set up from the on my way, and then it transitions to, into the love speakeasy, I was like, mm. wow, that's really clever. Mm. I just thought that was that was really really nicely done. And the other thing mm -hmm. too is like, given what we know now to live quietly, and the fact that he tried to dox some women on on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, which we haven't true. even spoken about, yeah, but we fucking, I don't even think we need to. Yeah, like, I'm not sitting here d d defending Talib Kweli's character. I'm not uh, doing that, uh, right? Uh -huh. Y'all can have whatever fucked up opinions you want about him. I don't care, yeah. right? He made his bed. He can lay in it. That's his own shit. <laughs> that being said, though, he's not problematic on here. Like, nah, not he, at all. Like, this actually ages well. And, and I, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that he was called problematic until yeah. fairly recently, That's right? Like true. back then, he's still brown-skinned lady. Yeah. We still don't know that most deaf ain't paying his baby mamas. And his <laughs> so we, we think that these two black men yeah. are the stand-up characters in, in, uh, in, with, as it relates to women. But I think, um, <clears throat> I think also the whole like Le Nubian, I think that they like, they say the word love in many different languages or something. Yeah. I don't care. So what I will say about that is that um, this is kind of uh, this is this song is a highlight for me, and mm -hmm. this this sequence, this this three track run is also a highlight for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that one thing, if I'm gonna nitpick, is that like you know, growing up, there was the idea that like French is like the the love of romance, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very Eurocentric point of view. You know, mm, like I never thought fuck about that, that shit. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of we have a lot of Frankenphone African friends who might be listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Fuck that shit, right? Like, you, if you're going to have your opinions about white people, like. <laughs> Keep that same energy for the language. You know what I mean? But do you think that do you think that that is that's birthed out of like a Eurocentric standard of of, of audio I, beauty, or do people just like the way it sounds? I think that that is a notion that white people started. Hmm. The idea that uh, you know French was a, was a, was a love the language of love mm. love of, of romance mm. that. We as black people, as we're we've been adopted into their culture, we're trying mm -hmm. to find our own, mm -hmm. but we've still, you know, seen the world in the 20th century mm -hmm. from their point of view. You know what I mean? We grow up and we adopt some of these, some of these is it idioms? Is that the is that the our okay. ideas, if you will? Yeah. And so I think that that kind of carries on into to, to some of our thinking. And I mm. think the fact that he has a song called Love Language mm -hmm. about love, and he has the French speakers on there speaking about love is mm -hmm. kind of like. Like, I, I think it's a good song musically, and I'm kind of nitpicking, but it's also mm. kind of like, I mean, can we have some... This this is, this this is isn't a criticism of uh, Talib Kweli. I understand right. why he did this in 2000. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying for, for us Black people, mm. it's kind of like, does French really have to be the love, the language of romance? Yeah. Like, we don't, we don't have to buy into that either, is my yeah. point. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I got that. So then we get into uh, my Mela. If you will, okay. Soul Rebels, De La Soul. It's not a highlight. Oh, for me. so you're sp skipping Love Speakeasy? I've already kind of spoken okay, about it. I just love it. it. I yeah. love, I, I, okay. I, I love that. It's a highlight for me. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it should be more of a highlight for me, because I typically love like the instrumental mm -hmm. interludes. But at this point, like the album is starting to bore me. So it's a okay. highlight, but like I'm starting to be like, okay, okay, like when is this gonna be over? Well, it doesn't help that the next song is Soul Rebels. How do you feel about this song? 
It's so meh. Yeah, it's I meh. mean, I I like De La Soul. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I think at this point, I'm just kind of like, I'm I'm over these themes. Okay. You know, um, we don't live for hip hop. Hip hop yeah, lives for us. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool, I guess. Yeah. So th this is what I'm talking about though, with like the subject matter not. Uh, that makes sense. Well, you know. I get you. So I get what you. I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on it? No, it's uh, kind of the same. I I yeah. like the hook from um from um uh, from uh, from a musical perspective. Yeah. Nah, nah, but, nah, but, nah. yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, the yeah. subject matter, I agree with you. Yeah. It's probably and and, and I mean, I I like De La Soul, so it's almost yeah. kind of like a waste of De La Soul. That's probably true. Yeah. How do you feel about Eternalist? I have mixed feelings about this. Okay. Um, I think that this is one of my favorite beats on yeah. this project. Like, I think this yeah. beat is really, really dope. And then Talib Kweli's just Talib Kweli-ing all over it. So, <laughs> I this is a highlight for me because I love the beat so much. And mm -hmm. also, I love the song in general. Okay. I think his verses on here are very Talib. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think the hook is kind of cool. And the, the fact that, again, they had these little breaks where it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like those little mm. breaks like that, like make the, they just add to just having it be like a good song. But I agree with you in terms of to live quality at this point is like starting to exhaust me. One of the lines on the hook is, as soon as they pull up, we sense nervousness. The word nervousness is in your hook. I don't, I'm, I'm bored already. <laughs> like, like eternalist, as soon as he sees nervousness. Yo, he has a yeah, line maybe. on this shit. They call your mama Roy Jones cause she raised chickens. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on. It's, and it's like, I feel like he's the type of MC that would try to explain that bar to me. And it's Probably like, would. bro, like, I, I get it. I know that Roy Jones raised chickens, yeah. but it's still a whack bar. Yeah. I still like the song, though. But I but I can't the disagree beat, with anything beat, you're saying. <laughs> the beat is, is yeah. amazing. It's great. Um, Big Nell from The Natty. It's fine. I, I think, like the beat. But, I know. think the beat is cool. I think, you know, if Big Dell, I like, you know, they... I almost it's it's interesting. Um, are you familiar with the group Tanya Morgan? No. Um, they're like a like a group that actually was birthed out of the OK Player um message boards. Okay. So they're kind of from the same era as like a, a little brother. Okay. Like one of those groups of like just dope MCs that met on the message board and like put their shit together. Anyway, they have a project called Brooklyn Addy, where like one of the MCs from the group is from uh, Cincinnati and the other two are from Brooklyn. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and like I I feel like. You know, Talib Kweli and High Tech are like the original Brooklyn Addy, right? Like they're like mm, yeah. people that are f from these two cities, and they're trying to merge the, these two identities like like together to create a sound. Gotcha. Um, and so like I think Big Dell does that, right? Like he gives us like, yo, I'm just a regular dude from the Natty. I'm telling you what the Natty's about, and yeah. I like that. But I wish that this was like like sat in the middle, maybe like Probably. of the album. Like I like I think by this point in the album, I'm already kind of bored, and then this guy's kind of a mediocre rapper, and I don't care. I got you. But um, I think I would care more if it was higher in the track list. So I'm going to go ahead and spoil some things. Um, okay. After this, after track 17, Big Nelf and the Natty, mm -hmm. uh, it ends with a good run for me. Oh, okay. um, I love Touch You. Okay. Yo, this was not a highlight for me back in the day. And I think the reason why is because I didn't really know about PyCon. Mm -hmm. um, though listening to his verse now, I, it actually is, is not bad. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it should have been someone like Feral Monch. Mm -hmm. um, that would have been great or even Common. Although I think that was Feral Monch, Feral Monch wasn't on any of these projects. I don't even, were they on his projects? 
Yeah. They were on his project. I think uh I think like one of the last songs uh features Taleb Kweli and okay. uh, and and Mose or something. If this is if this is Fair Munch on here instead of Pycon, and there's no diss to Pycon because mm -hmm. I listen to it now, I actually kind of like your verse. Yeah. But if this is Fair Munch on it back in the day, you actually could have made this a single. Dude, this mm -hmm. is I did not like, I didn't care for this song back in the day. I love it now. I love the I thought, hook. I, thought I the love the instrumentation. Was, I thought the singing was bad and I always skip like at this, at this point, I'm like so ready for this album to be over. The other thing I will say is yeah. that Talib Kweli's last verse, his third verse or the third verse on here, mm -hmm. Talib Kweli, his flow is actually good. I, I went back and I measured it. He hit all the beats where he needed to measure. He didn't cram in extra words. Wow. His flow is actually legit solid on the third verse of this track. But I, I like the hook from Super Dave West. The guitar at the end, like, so, I, I, just, I don't know. I like so this song. So it took 18 songs for him to, exactly. to finally put exactly. this, yeah. Exactly. But I like this song. And I did yeah. I did not care for it as much back in the day. But listening to it now, I really like it. I have to give it another yeah. listen. Because I don't think I even, I think I just was like, this singing is bad and just skipped it. So how do you feel about Good Morning then? Because I like this one as well. Boring. Um, beat is solid. Yeah. But at this point, I'm so over Talib. I don't even want to hear it. I got you. I like yeah. the hook. Good morning. Good afternoon. A good night. What have you done with your life? Um, he's got. He's also has a bar in here. He's like, uh, they run him past what they uh, need or things that they want. I forget. I forget how it goes. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, I, given the fact that this is like, it's winding down. Mm. This feels like a wind down song for me. And it's another one with some subject matter. He's talking about some 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 real some real themes here, mm -hmm. some conscious material, if you will, put it in air quotes. And then at the end, he like just starts shouting out dead people. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool, I guess. But it's 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 good morning, you know. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's... But I mean, I, oof, <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> he spelled morning with a U. <laughs> I'm not saying that oh, it has my. to be deep, but I but th something doesn't have to be deep for it to just be real enough substance, right? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah. you know. I, Cause I can make this song. I, you know well, what I mean. That might be fair. And I don't, I don't, I don't know any of the niggas he shouted out at the end of the song, and neither does he. No. Well, he says he says my my aunt Mabel rock rock. Oh, well, I don't know his aunt Mabel. <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, I, I like it, and I like where it's sequenced. Um, yeah. I like the little sound bed at the at the at the outro uh -huh. that it leads into um, yeah. because it feels like oh, it's like we're we're winding down. Yeah. So that to me is a highlight as an outro. Okay. How do you feel about the little sound bed? It's fine. That's cool. How do you feel about Four Women, the bonus track? I don't even think I heard I heard that. You never heard Four Women? No. You serious? Mm -mm. I don't. I don't think it's on Spotify. I don't. I don't think I. It is. Heard that. The outro yeah. to this is seven minutes long. You're you're for, you're aware of that? No, I'm glad I I didn't hear seven more minutes of him. Now. Okay, it's a really interesting yeah. song though. Oh, is You've it? You've never heard this? I don't think so. So he takes the song for women from Nina Simone. Okay. Right, and then he takes the time to actually talk about four women. Okay. And so the first is an old woman who's like 107, and he's just like. He he talks about how he how he met her on a train and then he just started speaking to her and she you know goes through her whole life and how he's affected by that. The next one is a woman who is mixed, um, so she's light skinned and her 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 mother was raped by a rich white man, whatever. Right, so she he talks about her battle dealing with the dual identity. The next one is a woman who kind of becomes like a prostitute, this that and the other. But um, he doesn't like judge her. He humanizes her in a way. And he okay. talks about her life, but he humanizes her. And then the next is just a woman who kind of grew up on like a plantation and, and this, that, and the other, or grew up in that kind of like era. Mm -hmm. I, I'm i listening to it now and you would think that like maybe he's problematic. And I know it's a man talking about like, oh, 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 he's talking about women's issues mm -hmm. from their point of view. Mm -hmm. 
But nevertheless, like as a man, like I don't know, maybe it's problematic, but I I didn't see anything problematic in here, and I thought it was a, so. He was, a good, was good. He told the story as well. Okay. I thought I thought he told the story as well, Dope. and I thought it was a good way to you know include more women's stories on yeah, your album. Yeah. And I know that sometimes it's a tricky it's a tricky situation now because it's like, well, stay out of it, women's business. Stay out of women's business, yeah. right? But I'm like, it's also it's like, well, I mean, do you not want me to talk about women at all? Like I want mm. to take their 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 business seriously. Mm. At the time in 2000, I thought it was a very very good thing for him to do. Maybe yeah. now, maybe it doesn't work now, but nevertheless, yeah. I don't have any issue with anything he said. Maybe some women do. I don't know, but that's what's up. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say, you know, if we have any lady listeners that have thoughts on that, yeah. hit us in the comments and tell us about it. I haven't even heard this song, so I don't gotcha. know. But um, you know, maybe it's problematic. Maybe it's not. I don't yeah. know. I don't think it's. But, yeah. but but, I mean, I guess shout out to Talib for trying to yeah. represent those perspectives. Yeah. And you know, I think sometimes I'm I, I'm I'm really engaged when you know when artists attempt to do stuff like that's that. That's the other thing too. Yeah. I've. From the moment I first heard the song, I've always been engaged to everything he was saying in yeah. all of the verses. Like he has yeah. four verses, and now I found my I found myself paying attention and listening to every single word he had to say. Dope. So that's that's impressive. So yeah. you know, and, and I, I want to give him his props because again, this is not an artist who I like. Right. I don't right. like him anymore. I think he's <laughs> whack. I think he's corny. But I do have yeah. to respect this album. This was yeah. good, yeah. in my opinion. It is anyway. Yeah, no, it's 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 a really good album. And again, I said it's it, as I said, I, I feel like it's it's greater than the sum of its parts. And yeah. I feel like I feel like man, like high tech makes Talib sound interesting on Look, many records. Uh, Talib is always someone who needs someone else. Period. You yeah. know what I mean? Like even his even his his best solo song, I guess, just to get by. I mean, like. That only works because Kanye West flips Nina Simone's beat crazy. That was insane. Which, because that shit doesn't even like make sense. Like that, the timing of it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't. I still sense. don't know how he did that. Oh, like, you tried to recreate it as well? No, but like, like I, I try to recreate. I, you know, like I'll try to recreate a beat in my head. Like, yeah. like I'll I'll listen to the original sample and be like, okay, where would I chop it or yeah. whatever, whatever. That shit is insane. Yo, it's crazy because I was when that song came out. I think I was just getting into Nina Simone like later, mm -hmm. right? So I think that song comes out in like 2002. I think I started getting into to Nina Simone 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. And so I heard Cinnamon and then I was like, oh, these keys kind of sound like just to get by. And then I heard the sample. I was like, oh shit, I lost my mind, right? Because yeah. this is before like who sampled and all that right, stuff. So I was like, right, I lost right. my shit, yeah. right? So then I'm making beats. I'm actually trying to loop the beat and I'm like, wait, how the fuck? This is the end here. This is the end of the break. This, right. And then I'm listening, I was like, oh shit. It doesn't actually sync yeah, up time-wise. Exactly. He just made it do that. Exactly. And then he adds the hook and all this yeah. other stuff. I was like, man, like Kanye West, genius, dog. Yeah, real, yeah. real. We got to give it to him. He definitely is. Yeah. So anyway, um, but uh, I think we've covered everything we need to say about this album and yeah. about this artist. Yeah. From here on out, we probably will go back to our regularly rescheduled routine of just dissing Talib Kweli because <laughs> fuck it, yo. And, and you know, I have no shame in it. Like, I, 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 I don't think he's made good music since this album. Yeah, I don't. I I don't even feel like I'm dissing him. I just yeah. feel like I just he just doesn't have that much material that I think is that good. I think if if I this is me being judgmental for real, but if he didn't come across as so arrogant in some mm. of his interviews after this point, I would probably be way more um, 
may, way more open to him or way more <laughs> sympathetic to him than I am. Yo, you know what actually, I mean? th th that's funny that you say that, and, and we can include this or not. But um, uh, so Zawadi has this story about meeting <laughs> meeting Talib Kweli. Have okay. you heard the story? No, I can't wait so, to hear it. So you know how you know how Z is. So she we're definitely putting this in the podcast, <laughs> and then she tells me different. <laughs> Shout out to Zawadi. So so basically, she meets she meets Talib Kweli. I think uh -huh. she went to some show, yeah. and he was there either performing or whatever. She's yeah. like backstage or whatever. So she's like, oh my God, Talib Kweli. Because yeah. she's Kanye's biggest fan, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah, she yeah. knows Talib in the Just context of, of Kanye. No, the um, two words or whatever, oh, whatever yeah, record yeah, he's yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, on, on, most, on College uh, Dropout. On, I know Most is on that. Tell, tell Not two on words. That. He's on another, one? Uh, another record on, on and I'm, okay. uh, y'all can kill me. I think it's like, anyway. So, um, so she she's like, oh yeah, Talib, you know, she wants to take a picture with him. She takes a picture with him. So she's like, yeah, I know, you know, your verse is uh, the this Kanye verse is like one of my favorite where, you know, you don't really know Talib, why is you lying, whatever, whatever. Yeah. That the Kanye verse yeah. off of college dropout. So uh so she starts rapping it and she's like, Yeah, you know, it's like my favorite verse. So he stops her and he goes, Yeah, you said the bar wrong, actually. And then he goes back over it and tells her the part of it that she got wrong. And she's like, basically, like, if you're going to quote the, like, the lyric, like, get it right type of a deal. And I'm like, this nigga's a dick, yo. Honestly, real talk, be thankful you have fans, yo. I don't have anything else to say after that. Be thankful you have fans. Yeah, so that story always made me laugh because it's like, she's coming up to him. She's super excited about him. It's not like this nigga's you know, DMX or Nas or Jay-Z <laughs> or, or or even most deaf, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like, she's super excited about him and he's still like, as a matter of fact, you said it wrong. <laughs> you need to say it like this. <laughs> I so think that's a funny Talib story. I think that's a perfect end to the episode as well. So I'm glad we did this. I don't know about yeah, you, but- yeah, it's cool, yeah. it's cool. All right, y'all, peace. Peace. I bring many blessings with my man high tech and he from the natty. We make the sky crash, feel the fly track. Get your hands up like a hijack, fists in the air. Keep them there like natural mystic or smoke when the spliff's lit. It's a revolutionary. They ask me what I'm writing for. I'm writing to show you what we're fighting for. Say Talib or Talib. If it's hard, try spelling it phonetically. If not, then just let it be like Nina Simone. You probably don't listen, B. Even when we suffer losses, I count the victory. Sometimes it's far in between. I'm sad to say you got my brain crowded like sunset on a Saturday. I know my son wept because his dad's away. Stop crying, be strong for your mama is what I had to say to my little man named Imani. Start the party. My crew hot, fill these two shots like the blast from a double barrel shot. It's got to be the man hot tech quality who make you rock the body. Start the party, my crew hot, fill these two shots like the blast from a double barrel shot.